Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, it's another Weekly Jump. Uh... Instead of, instead of talking about... What day about, is it coming out on? Oh, someday, <laughs> someday. Um, Congratulations, it's Monday on whatever the fuck day this is. Yeah, that's how... Someday we'll be back to normal. That's how it works. And that day is not today. Okay, <laughs> to be fair, we were supposed to record this weekend, but what happened was something that was uh, out of my control. Um, my, uh, my, my daughter had a bad night, and so uh, I had yeah. to deal with that because I'm a responsible parent. <laughs> You also, was this the same night with the milk thing? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she gets really close so to good. my face and she's just like, I need some milk. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, thank you, my two-year-old daughter. <laughs> she knows what she needs, all right? Yeah. She's just going to tell you. Yeah. It's not going to beat around the bush. Anyways. She's a modern woman. Oh, uh, Blake, we do actually have to talk about uh, uh, what we watched and uh, man, oh man, I... I hate this show. I, I'm sorry. What a, I'm sorry, yeah. Wolf's Lore. Okay. Um, uh, we yeah. watched Overlord, and I swear to God, I have been suggested to watch this show more times than I have been suggested to watch damn Naruto before I watched Naruto. <laughs> um, and everybody is, they just fawn over this show. And it's just, an, it's, it's another fucking fairy tale, except for instead it's, of yeah. bad animation, it is fucking cgi that it, i hate it i hate the fucking cgi all right let me tell you about overlord overlord is about it's a it's a pretty traditional isekai setup it is a massively multiplayer online game a person is logged into the game uh, i guess the slightly unique hook of this is that the game has been going for a while and the person the main character that we're following is like one of the guild leaders of a high powered guild so he's he's one of the stronger players in the game you get the impression um and he has set his guild up to be full of inhuman monsters because he wants to play sort of like a villainous lich lord kind of character uh but the game is ending uh, i don't know whatever the company doesn't want to pay for the servers or or whatever like the game is coming to an official close at a certain time and so he is logged in with the few people from his guild that he's made friends with online over the past years and they are kind of running running out the midnight oil on the end of the game and then at, at a certain point he's the only one in the guild left logged in uh when the game ends and then instead of you know logging him out or whatever he's just still there and he he discovers that some of the like you know i don't know menu options and stuff that he had as a player are no longer available to him he is not able to log out and it seems like he has been isekai'd into the body of his avatar uh he starts going around to the the sort of lair that they've crafted for themselves their guild headquarters and looking at the various npcs that they set up to protect those guilds and those characters are now behaving a little bit more like real characters based off of the NPCs they created rather than with the sort of like limited text and reaction options that those NPCs had during the game. And he starts to realize that he's now sort of stuck in this game and uh, basically spends the first three episodes faffing about trying to figure out the rules, I guess. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, this was suggested by Wolf's Lore. I also, I remember a long time ago, I was talking to my buddy Gerald, uh, our college friend, who also suggested this to me. I know that Overlord has been mentioned several times in our Discord, but uh, I guess Wolf's Lore was the one who mentioned it the first time when I was taking down notes for what to cover, so he gets the credit. They get the credit? I, I don't know. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I, just, I was I was really looking forward to this because before we got our uh, premium Crunchyroll subscription through our connection with the Geekly Grind, I was using the freemium Crunchyroll option, which included a lot of commercials. And Overlord would get a bunch of commercials. They advertised the hell out of it. And it looked really interesting to me. It seemed like it had some cool world building. And it seemed like it had some interesting sort of like multiple factions and different story arcs and all these, all this stuff. Um, I'm not saying that that's not true, but it sure as hell wasn't in the first three episodes. And uh, yeah, I just, I just felt like this was extremely bog standard. Uh, the, the hook of the show, as I understand it before I watched this was it is an isekai except the main character is the villain. Uh, and I can see them building that up, but it it just, I don't know. The first three episodes just don't get to it. They're just really slow. They are not disinteresting world building, but it's nothing revolutionary. Uh, it also, of course, has an unpleasant amount of perv moments in it that I really did not care for. And yeah, I just... I just felt like the premise of the show, it doesn't show up in the first three episodes and I don't have forever to sit around and wait for the show to get the fuck to it. And I just found it to be pretty boring, pretty not engaging. Uh, some of the concepts were interesting, but they're no more interesting than any of the other sort of bog standard isekai. And there was nothing about this to me in those first three episodes that raised it above the level of just sort of like baseline isekai. It's like, if you're really into Isekai, you're probably going to dig this. If you're not, based on those first three episodes, I can't really recommend it because it's just the same as all the other ones. Yeah, and and it has a major downfall that I pointed out before, which is that the mm. animation is not will not blow you away. There's one thing... No, it's not bad. Uh, it's just it's, fine. It's, it's, it is just standard. It is modern, yeah. lowest common denominator anime. Yeah, and here's, here's what I would say about Isekai. Um... Sometimes it is there. They have a cool hook that is introduced inside of the isekai. Um, yeah, I think of Re Zero. I think that has a great hook. Yeah, or I would say say Dot Hack Sign is a very good one as well. Um, it's more of a it's an oldie but goodie. Yeah, Dot Hack Sign has a a very interesting hook because it is a it is a long, confusing run. Um, I would also say, and uh, a lot of people, you know, this is this is going to be their their jump into isekai if they ever liked that, which would be Sword Art Online. Sword Art oh, Online yeah. is very well drawn and animated. It is not the best show um, in the world. It is one of those that, like, if you don't like isekai, you're going to really hate it. Um, but it is also one of those that it doesn't skimp on the, the quality of the animation that's being done as well. Uh, by the way, I am, I am recording this and, uh, you may hear a train passing me. Um, earlier I was looking for a spot to park and they turned on a fucking leaf blower. And now I, I realize that I'm parked in front of a railroad tracks and I hear a train in the distance. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> it is now, and it's gonna probably tune its own. Yeah. Oh, there it goes, right there. Ooh, I hear it. Yeah, yeah, we're getting that. Uh, is this um, sound quality? Is this what the kids are calling the ASMR? This is uh, this is train foley work. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't know, yeah, uh, that's what it is. Uh, Congratulations on the production quality you're getting today. Also, somebody out there, please explain ASMR to me. It just seems like quiet sounds, and I don't get the appeal. Uh, yeah, I'm. Turning into an old, so I understand that that might be the challenge for me, but uh, just please, if you know why people like ASMR, please tell me. Uh, yeah, there's another... I don't need to like it, I just would like to understand. Okay, here's another tr- tangent that I, I absolutely do not understand, but it A is... A train gent? No, 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 no. What? It is not huh? that. It is, is a tangent. Anyways, Fuck you. Uh, our, our <laughs> thoughts about Overlord are, uh, it's not for us, uh, but if you're super into Isekai, no. you probably will like it. Um, okay, so... If you're super into Isekai, just watch Digimon again. That's my suggestion. Okay, so I would say... <laughs> That the weirdest tangent away from this, but the thing that's on the internet that I maybe understand the least is fucking mukbang. Have you ever heard of this shit? What is that? You're just watch people eat lots of food and they're just sitting there eating food in front of you. And people are like, well, I watch it while I'm eating food. And it's like eating food with another person. And I'm like, that's the saddest uh... fucking sentence. Because to me, the a- ASMR, like, what I, here's what I know about ASMR, is that it, I, I may or may not be correct that it is sort of, like, quiet sounds. Uh, that's the impression that I've gotten from not having really pursued any research on it, because I just don't want to spend the time uh, to watch all these ASMR videos that YouTube keeps being like, you might like this. And I'm like, you're incorrect. Uh, but I do like lo-fi music. I'm assuming it's kind of the same vibe as lo-fi music. When I want to take a nap... Or when I want to like sit and read but have something on in the background, I'll turn on some lo-fi music because it's very chill. It's got a relaxing quality to it. I'm assuming that that's kind of the vibe with ASMR, but that it's just sort of like sounds. I know that Pokemon has released some ASMR videos recently that are supposed to be quite good. And you know, I'm a big Pokemon fan, so I'm interested in that. For this muck muck raking, what is this? That it's called it's called mukbang. It is it is mukbang. It is so confusing. Um, Sounds disgusting, first of all. Men only want one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Mukbang. Uh, but, you know, it's... I I think that's typing... Tapping into that... What's that term for the... Um, for, like, friendships with people that don't know you? Um, I don't know. Social. It's this, uh, it's this, like, phenomenon that... Uh, I would actually not sapiosexual, oh, man. What am I trying to look up? Um, I'm trying to Google this term, but basically the the definition of it is essentially uh, feeling a a friendship or a kinship. Not necessarily kinship. That might be unfair. But feeling feeling like you are friends with people that don't know you. So this is kind of the Instagram influencer effect. Um, I would say that our podcast has a little bit of this effect. Um. Where you basically, you get to feel like you're hanging out with people that you don't actually know. So like, I would say that our podcast, part of the reason that I think our podcast is fun to listen to is because Spencer and I are genuine real life friends and we get along really well together. We have a good rapport, but you as a listener might feel pulled into that rapport. You might feel that energy of two friends hanging out and feel like you are the third friend hanging out. 
I don't think that's an, uh, an inherently bad thing. Um, it's a m more modern phenomenon. I cannot, I don't know how to reverse Google this definition because I'm just getting weird results. So I'm going to stop looking, but there's, there is a term for it. Um, and it, it's just a, a type of social interaction. That's sort of a one-way street. And so like when you follow an influencer on Instagram or whatever, you see a lot of these aspects of their life and you start to feel like, you know, them and you have this familiarity with them that feels similar to a relationship or a friendship or something like that. Um, and you can get that with, you know, if you follow a lot of celebrities, if you listen to lots of podcasts, you'll, you'll start to feel that, that familiarity that starts to, to resemble friendship. Um, and I think it can be a bad thing if you start to, you know, let it, I mean, anything can be a bad thing if it sort of invades your life and takes over. Uh, but if you if you start to keep it out of context and, and start feeling like these are my friends and then they are not your friends and they're, you know, strangers who might be friendly, but don't actually know you, that can sort of warp your your reality. But um, I think that uh, the eating the, the mukbang thing is probably playing into that vibe of like feeling creating a sort of like one way friendship vector for me. If I'm going to be eating alone and I want to feel like I'm eating not alone, I can turn on somebody else eating. And it is this sort of like pseudo friendship thing is my guess about what that is. Yeah. It's very confusing to me. I, I, yeah. And I hope that some of our listeners have been yelling at me the name of the thing. I cannot find it. Please. Please send it to me. <laughs> please, please get me out of this hell. <laughs> do you want to do you want to talk about this manga revisit that we're doing? Oh, yeah. So Blake didn't read this one before, but I have read it. And yeah. I promised myself that I would try to fight through the next uh, three chapters after it because I was just. Oh, going up to six. Yeah. So I got to I actually read all the way through 10 chapters. Um, to see oh. if I would continue to enjoy it. Uh, this one is, uh, who originally suggested Undead. this? Unluck. Uh, oh, this is just off the sheet. It's not a suggestion. Okay. Well, um, uh, yeah. Undead Unluck. You, you covered this a long time ago. Yeah. And, uh, this, uh, somewhat surprisingly based off of your review, I, I wasn't expecting this to do super well. Uh, but it is currently ongoing. It's sitting at 107 chapters with a new one coming in five days as of this recording. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It, it doesn't, it, it, it still didn't blow me away. Um, it's yeah, it, it also, it, it also leans into a lot of kind of tropey things that I don't like. Um, uh, one of them is like the, the jokiness of the way that they do the world. Uh, also the world building is kind of interesting, but at the same time, I don't really understand where the fuck the powers are really coming from. Um, mm. so it's just like, it's just kind of a weird hodgepodge mixed with a, a, a comedy manga that is also kind of an action manga. Um, yeah, it's listed as like an action comedy supernatural, I think are the three tags that they put on, uh, the official website. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's one of those that like, after getting 10 chapters into it, I, still don't want to continue reading it. However, I, I start to get more why people kept reading it. Um, and I think that the people that kept on reading it probably enjoy the relationship between the two main characters a lot. Um, because they, yeah, it seems it has big buddy cop energy. Yes, it is. It is very much like, uh, 
you know, weird, weird hot girl and, uh, like, really dumb, interesting idiot zombie man that travels along with her. Um, not a zombie. He's undead. He's not a zombie. He's, he's, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the premise is that there's this girl. She wants to kill herself by jumping in front of a train. Uh, she tells everybody to stay away from her because if they touch her, they're going to be cursed. And this dude in the crowd comes up and touches her and then uh, is killed. But except it turns out that he is an undead and so he can regenerate from being killed. And she is uh, apparently cursed with unluck so that if you touch her skin, that uh, you receive bad luck that will end in your death. Uh, The undead guy would like to die for real this time. And he figures that she is his meal ticket out of still being alive. And so he starts to test how uh, how long and what ways he needs to like touch her skin in order to activate her unluck so that it can be big enough that maybe he won't come back this time. She is mortified because she feels like, you know, she's a uh, sort of walking time bomb if anybody touches her skin. She's got real rogue from X-Men vibes where it's like, if you touch my bare skin, something bad will happen. Although in this instance, you're pretty much guaranteed to die. Whereas with Rogue, you got to really hang on for a minute for that to be a problem. Mm. Um, So uh, then there's like a mysterious organization that shows up and they are aware of people with mysterious powers and would like to capture and or kill one or both of these characters. And, uh, you know, various uh, more action, but uh, tinged with comedy stuff ensues. Uh, That's the first three chapters for me. I don't don't know what happens in the next one. But uh, I would say I actually really liked this. Yeah. I was not not expecting to enjoy it very much because uh, the art style doesn't grab me. And, um, you know, comedy, as I've said a, a thousand times on this show, anime comedy, manga comedy tends not to be something that I respond to very positively. So usually if there is if there are comedic sections, they are the sections that I sort of put my head down and try to get through them rather than sections that I genuinely enjoy. Obvious exceptions uh, exist, like One Punch Man. But uh, for the most part, if it's a comedy thing, it's probably not going to vibe with me in my experience. And I would say that that, I would say that that experience has grown quite a bit since we've started doing these weekly jump episodes, and I still feel that way, although I have had plenty of pleasant surprises to that. Mm. Um, I thought that this was pretty cool. I, I like the concept i am a total you know i'm a total sucker for cool powers i'm extra sucker for powers that have like weird specific hooks and uh one of the things that the like mysterious organization people note when they show up is that a lot of the powers in this universe aren't just special powers they are based around the idea of negating some sort of rule so they they create or negate a special rule the ways that the universe are supposed to work start working differently or stop working correctly based on the powers of this individual. And so the unluck powers of our main female protagonist are really about negating the luck potential of the person that she's come in contact with. So it's sort of a, it's almost like utilizing a soft warping reality premise to create fun powers. I really like that concept. I think that's a fun hook. It, uh, nowhere near to this degree, but it reminds me a little bit of the contractors from darker than black where it's Mm. like, yeah, at the end of the day, they have a variety of cool powers that you could find in any manga that has cool powers, 
but because of their contracts, or in this case, because those powers are built around the concept of reality warping or, you know, rewriting the rules of reality, it feels fresh and new in an exciting way. And it sort of sets my imagination on, on fire. And so I really like that core concept. Um, the buddy cop aspect of it, I didn't know that I didn't feel like that completely worked for me, but I did enjoy the fact that like, there is a sense that these two people are only going to be good with each other. Like, I don't know, the undead guy has lived for a long time. He could be fine on his own, but he has a specific goal that only she can fulfill as far as he can tell. And she is not able to get close to anybody, but with the undead guy, that's not so much of a problem. Uh Um, There is a little bit of sexual humor in this. And weirdly, it didn't rub me the wrong way. There is something about the presentation. It's not overly male gaze. It's not overly sexualizing of this character. There's like one or two panels where she has really big boobs and those are like super highlighted, but they're not like, it's not a panel of her boobs. They are just atypically present in the panel in ways that they aren't in normal panels, but there's other stuff going on. It just, it just, the plot doesn't grind to a halt to make perverted jokes And also the undead guy is the one that's sort of participating in the perverted sections, but he's not doing it for perverted reasons. You never get the the idea. He even, there's a, there's a, I don't know, runner in the first three chapters, at least that uh, he wants to have sex with her because he feels like uh, she reveals in the first chapter that giving a kiss causes a very serious loss of luck and causes like really out of, out of the ordinary things to happen. And so he's like, well, if a kiss could do all that, think about what happens if we have sex with each other. And it, it's a little creepy, but it's clear that he's not, whether or not he's going to enjoy the sex isn't an aspect of it. Like he's not perving out over her. He's not having like thoughts about like, ah, I get to have sex with her and achieve my goals. Like he just wants the goals. And this is just a science experiment to him. Yeah. And so to me, it almost dodges a lot of those problems that I have. And it, it ends up being kind of funny. It's weird. It's a weird comedic space that I'm not a hundred percent comfortable to be in, but it, it has yet in those first three chapters to dip into straight up, like, pervy gross nonsense and so overall i was able to enjoy this it wasn't my favorite thing that i've ever read but i could totally see myself continuing this and continuing to enjoy it all right well with all that being said uh stick with us after these credits we'll give you another important life lesson blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions and presented as part of the geekly grind podcast network Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey... 
Thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then... That was my train fully work. Beautiful.